Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWM Podcast. Follow me, the Diary of the Strong Black People. I'm here, back in the rabbit hole. It's just me today. I want to take some time out to thank my listeners um, and give you guys some flowers, man. Um, I'm back from vacation, and it's just when you take some time away to reflect and reset, um, you learn a lot about yourself, and you learn a lot about the people around you, the people that's in your life, um, when you really pay attention, you have a conscious mind and you really don't understand, you really don't realize, um, and understand what people go through on a regular basis. Um, because sometimes they just keep a happy face on in public and you never know what they do when they're in the privacy of their self and when they're just self-reflecting by themselves. And you look at social media and as I just stroll down and you just see so much death, negativity and back and forth between each other. And it just shows how much social pressure people go through on an everyday basis just to stay relevant, to stay, to feel good about where they're at in life at that time because they look at other people's struggles other people's success as a measuring stick for themselves. And that's a lot of pressure. Um, and a lot of people go through that. Is it right? Nah, we definitely shouldn't be looking at other people because when some people, when they look at other people's success or failures, especially failures, it makes them feel a little bit better about themselves because they like, well, damn. Lee, I thought I was doing bad, but sh- that person doing worse. You know, I don't think a lot of people use other people's success to drive themselves to sit at the same table or be in the same circle as a person that is successful or someone who is doing great with themselves because society has taught us if someone's doing good, find some bad in it to discredit it, a flaw in it. And yes, it can be perceived as an opinion, but, you know, sometimes it can be hate. It can be hate because sometimes people, when they're not there or where they're trying to figure out, well, damn, how that person got that? What am I doing wrong? Instead of being around things like that and trying to figure out how to get around it, how to get yourself in the door 
with people like that so you can build yourself up to be just like that. And instead, society has taught us to just look at it and find something wrong in it so you can feel better about what shit. If they got it like that, then, oh, hell no. Or they ain't really as good as y'all think it is. It's like, well, damn. Can we just appreciate what great we're seeing or good that we're seeing? Appreciate it. Don't discredit it. You know, I just look at the back and forth people go through about they got this. I, I watched a, a back and forth on my timeline the other day about some truck drivers and some ILA some longshoremen workers on the porch. And the person that put it, he made a real good point. Shout out to Cool. He he really made a big a good point. However, the words that he chose to use, people really just discredited everything he said because of the choice of words, because those words hit. I ain't gonna kiss no ass or be no bitch or, and, and that hit people rather than looking at everything that he said and was like, you know what? Yeah. Because as an ILA worker, it is favoritism, but every big job or something that a lot of people get into and it becomes saturated. You know, there is, has to be something that separates you from what makes you, you know, deserving of it. Um, yeah, family members, you know, you get your family members in first, who you know, who you cool, but that's what you're supposed to do. You make sure your people are right. And then after that, when you are and your people are right, yeah, it's okay. Who else needs help? That's just the name of the game. Truck drivers, the same thing. You know, the reason with truck drivers, you know, a lot of, I think, and I'm a truck driver. And the next thing to what he put, which you don't realize as a truck driver, it's more work. And people are willing to give you the work and you don't have to wait in line is because it's so many of these brokers, these dispatchers and these companies shitting people. You know, a lot of people are not getting what they deserve taking those loads because it's dangerous as being behind an 18 wheeler. There's not enough money that you can take to keep putting your life on the line to take those trips. However, you would think that, you know, a good bit of change would say, hey, you know, this is my job. This is what I signed up for. I'm going to go ahead and do it. The shitting when it comes to the loads that these dispatchers give you, it's still bullshit. A lot of people just get a lot of work, but you're not realizing the drays you're getting paid for, the loads you're getting paid for is not good enough. It's really not. But then you look at Two teams, two camps arguing about who does the most work for master. I've never realized until maybe a couple of years ago that 
how working at, as a longshoreman, when you look at some of these guys, it is a slave trade. It is a slave plantation. You got guys working 20 hours a day. 20 hours a day standing out there every day trying to get some work. And when you stand out there, when you look at, at the hall before they get to work, how many people are in a circle? Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. And it's like jockeying for position, elbows being thrown, people jumbled up. It's like slaves being chosen to go do the work. And it's all our people down there. So yes, it's going to seem like black people don't look out for black people because you're not getting work. It's going to look like that because they have said, you know what? We're going to give them a plantation and we're going to give their people to be over it so they can argue, so they can backbite, so they can feel hate amongst each other. It was a mind game that we fell into with the ILA. Yeah. They pay you good money, but at the end of the day, the more money, more problems, and the more money that you get, we don't realize how much how much of a bad spinning habit we have. Some of those guys down there have multiple families. Some of these guys, every Friday, they got these women sitting on their cars waiting, knowing that they're going to get their check. Go ahead, cash it. Go ahead, break me off. Not only that, you got a word of saying the women that get down there, they, what are they doing to get some work? It's like, who gives a fuck? It don't really matter. If she had to fuck to get some work, I mean, that's her business. We are so worried about what somebody else do with their pussy, they dick, they money, rather than minding our own business. And trying to find out what we doing with our own dicks, with our own pussies, and our own money. Because when you worried about what you got going on, you ain't worried about what somebody else got going on. You don't have time. We got 24 hours in a day. And all those hours in a day, if we solely focus on us, and not have time for what somebody else got going on, we get a lot more done. You don't realize how much you stroll on social media every day and some meme pop up and how many people of our culture will spend hours, countless of hours debating back and forth. Debating. They have played a trick on us so tough that we don't even really realize it. We have to prove to each other because they have made us feel like over hundreds of years that we're dummies. So we have to debate with each other so we can prove we're the smartest in the room or, oh, you're so dumb. You, you have the smartest paragraph. And don't realize shit, we typing all of this shit 
paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. And before you know it, you've not been responding on these threads for an hour, two hours. Don't even realize you refreshing to see if you got a notification at the bottom that somebody liked it, somebody hearted it, somebody responded to it. Paragraph so long, you got to press see more. Some people driving, responding to text, to the, to the threads and to the comments, driving. Some people at work, stopping their work to respond. Losing your focus on how to be better because you worried about what the hell going on on social media. We have gotten so wrapped up in social media and what someone else has going on that we have lost complete focus on how to better ourselves. We have now gone into not even worrying about how to get ourselves better, but to see what somebody else doing, attack that and have focus on that. You can't grow like that. And it's, it's becoming very sad as you stroll. And I'm one of those ones. I'm, I'm like one of those ghost followers. So, you know, every now and again, I post something, but I'm more so I'm, I'm strolling and looking and I just see like, damn, 186 comments, 5.5 thousand comments, just people just every day, every day. 10,000 shares is so much on both ends of that back and forth with the truck drivers that nobody really got the point. And it's like, didn't realize, nigga, we both got to go to work together. And at the end of the day, yes, they can't get nothing moved unless we come and pick it up. But bruh, if you ain't realize, they still have the most power over us because how many times have you went in that port and that crane driver just sitting up there looking at you and the line is right round? What can you say? If they decide to say, we just going to pick a box up, one box every 20 minutes, one box every 30 minutes, we dead. We can't make no money. But instead of coming together, getting a trucker's union and having the president of our trucker union going to speak to the president of ILA and saying, hey, how can we better this situation where both of us can grow? But we're so used to arguing back and forth with each other, putting reviews about each other, thinking that's going to change our work ethic, the other person's work ethic or their behaviors by slandering them, talking shit about them, or arguing with them. You can't get nothing like that and think you're going to get something positive out of it. Because before you know it, you start going back and forth even more. Then the words get even more hurtful. Hitting below the belt. Now you want to fight. Now you want to hurt each other. How is that going to get us to grow? It can't at all. 
we have to start figuring out how can we make each other better with each other. We give a lot of people advice as being a counsel for someone, letting somebody vent. And even with that, we have to learn when someone's venting, how many times have you heard somebody after you're giving a spill of what you're venting about, they say, well, boy, yeah, that ain't nothing because that happened to me too. You know what? It's like as soon as somebody hits you with that, now they have not internalized nothing that you said. And before you know it, they're slamming whatever they got going on on you. There, And then there's nothing coming out of it. There's no understanding. You don't even feel like you got anything accomplished by talking to somebody. Now you leave that situation thinking, damn, I could have kept that to myself. That was a waste of time. I went to California and stayed there for a little while. And it just shows about different areas and how certain areas, when it comes to money and economics and opportunity, how behaviors and how people act and how people view you is, is, is so highlighted. How many people would be so willing to help you, to be so willing to dialogue with you, be so willing to network with you, and even, even be interested into whatever that you have going on to even have the conversation, to spend that time to talk to you. And not only that, once y'all dialogue, network, and connect, the next step after that on where do y'all move forward with that after y'all have gotten it, the connects with each other? Where do y'all move forward with what y'all talked about to collab with, to, to do business with? Smaller areas like down in the South, in our hometown, it's not much of that. And for it to be so small, the groups that are like that, that have something, it gets so hard for you to get into that group because it feels like they hold the knowledge hostage or whatever's going on hostage. But a lot of times, too, a lot of us don't get out, connect, and network enough because we don't want to hear no. We don't want to have disappointment. We would rather miss out on it than to hear no. Miss out on it, whether to lock something down and be disappointed when it don't go through. We'll rather not even go through with it, not even try. And that knocks us down a lot. That keeps us from being in certain groups. For us being able to come together and have a bigger group of people winning. You know, I was able to just talk freely to so many people. And like I said in the previous episode, yeah, I mean, if they follow through whatever what we talked about, it is what it is. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. But it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. One thing I'm a firm believer of when it comes to me too, 
somebody tells me what they have going on, even if I don't get with you right then and there, I always remember it because I always know it is going to come back around and one day, whatever that they have for sale, whatever that they're doing, I'm going to need it. One day. And even if I don't need it as quick as, you know, that I met that you may feel like I should shop with you. There's someone around me or somebody that you come in contact with that was in conversation. You know who sells such and such and such because I'm, I'm in the market to do. And then boom. You're the first person in front of mind. I say, oh, yeah, man, I, I know this person. A lot of people I send to people. Because you have told me what you got going on. Now, when that person comes to you, however y'all handle business, that's on y'all. But you have to realize all people could do is lead the horse to water. You can't make them drink it. I see a lot of people with their businesses on social media. Share, like, send people to me. You share it. The people get sent to you. And some people just do bad business. And you can't get mad at other people when you do bad business because a lot of people do bad business and know they did some shady business and then get mad when someone shouts that out. Now, a lot of us don't give each other grace and mercy when it comes to mistakes because some people make mistakes and try to correct them. When someone tries to correct their mistakes in a business, setting with the with you to allow them to do it don't go immediately blasting them on reviews give them a chance it's like in our community in our culture if we decide to shop black they have to be flawless they have to be perfect they can't make a mistake but yeah see that's why i don't do business with black people But don't even realize how much bad business these multi-million dollar white companies do us every single day. How many times you still go to Walmart and Walmart only have three registers open and the lines all the way back to the aisle. But yet you will still keep going to spend your money at Walmart complaining, but you don't never say, hey, man, guys, we need to stop fucking shopping at Walmart. That black owned business grocery store down there. It may not be big like Walmart, but they get you in and out. The more people that come and shop at that grocery store, spend their money and bring the numbers, then they have the money to expand to be a Walmart. But they can't expand until you give them their business, your business. They can't expand. They we're, we're so used to whatever looks glamorous, whatever looks big, whatever looks rich. That's what you gravitate to. But you, you can't always look at it like that. The small people can't start big immediately. It takes a village to fuck with it, to stay diligent with shopping with it so it can grow. Our patience is so thin with Black-owned businesses, and it is sad. It is sad. But Tommy Hill figure. All these white clothing lines and white companies, H&M, would do some racist ass shit in our face. And y'all be like, Ush, 
I mean, that's that's on them. Shit, goddamn, but I still fuck with their products. But let one of our own say some fucked up shit. Y'all like, nah, he'll sell out. I ain't, I ain't fucking with him. You will get that black business shut down within the first year. You protest on Tuesday. Motherfuckers done stop shopping a full week. And that business done went down the toilet. Down the toilet. And that's our own kind. We so worried about sandwich shit. If I stop shopping that, giving my dollar to Walmart, shit, they still going to shop though. Just think it because you're one person. But let me tell you, the European culture don't want to shop with, they don't want to shop with each other all the time to keep each other's business going. They want to use our dollar to mix in so it will look like it. If you don't realize our dollar circulate so quickly from hand to hand, that is how everything floats in this world because of our dollar. We will find any and every way to spend our dollar on drugs, TVs, shoes, clothes, cars, cologne, all type of shit. All these designers, it's because of our dollar. Yeah, white people spend with each other, but that's every now and again. We're the ones, and it's so crazy because you were steal, you were scam, finesse to get the money to go spend with them. So just imagine the things that you will do to get some money to go give your money to them. You'll never steal, scam, take your money and bring it back to us. That shit is sad. It's sad, but then you have to realize again how much society and social media puts pressure on our community that makes us have to feel like it's we got to do it when we don't. You ain't got to feel like you got to be fresh to death every single time. It look good, but spending... $250 on shoes all the time. All that shit, man, to feel like you doing something because of the price that you paid. That is what gives you the gratification in your mind that you doing it. The more money you spending on bullshit makes you feel like, oh yeah, I'm out here doing it. You out here doing it, all right? What you doing? Is putting yourself in the hole because the more money you spend, the more you got to keep going back out there and, and getting it. I learned also being on vacation, man, our black community vacation to a rest, to get ready, to get our minds together again, to go back to do some work. You know, how much of us, if you're don't have, if you don't have PTO, and most of the time PTO, they're telling you when you can use it. But we're going on vacation 
spending money, but not having money coming in. We don't get money coming back into our bank account. Nothing's working for us, making us money while we're on vacation. But the European culture, when they go on vacation, they have money coming in while they're wherever they at. They still have money coming in. We got to put money aside and say, well, this is my little spending change that I'm going to spend on vacation. I ain't going to dig in this money here because you got to keep that money tight over there because you know you're going to have to come back home and have some money when you're not spending your spending change on vacation. It's so much pressure in our culture that we don't we realize, but we don't realize it enough that it hurts enough to make changes, to make those damn changes. To say, bruh, I'm tired of this shit. But then when money is offered, life-changing dollars is offered to change our families' lives, our lives, and our legacy behind us lie. It's always something that is going to make us morally damned. Always. Instead of standing up and saying, I'm going to get this shit out the mud. I'm going to start me my shit. And I'm going to feel when I get to the top, I'm going to feel great because I know nobody gave this shit to me to go be doing foolery. Most of the things, social media, people, viral people, they go viral because it's foolishness. We continue doing foolishness to make ourselves look foolish. Yeah, I mean, making jokes, being funny. You know, we comedians, we clowns. But it's like, it's a difference between telling jokes and being a clown than making yourself look foolish of what you're doing to go viral. That is a difference. Sometimes we're doing the most foolish shit, a crate challenge. Doing a crate challenge. Man, that shit was so stupid. To hurt yourself. To hurt yourself. See when a nigga put firecrackers in somebody's shorts. It's like, Damn. To make ourselves, and a lot of shit is jokes, but damn, boy, some of those jokes go too far. It's, you know, it's, it's one thing to just pull a prank on your folks, you know what I'm saying, where it's not hurtful, harmful. But goddamn, we gotta do better. And this episode was more so, man, to, to give everybody their props and their flowers that, man, whatever that you're going through, whatever that you got, a business, anything, keep doing what you're doing. When you surround yourself, don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone. It may be your hometown. Getting out of your hometown, forcing yourself to go talk to new people. You're staying stagnant within your city because 
you're afraid to go out and talk to people because most of the people that you have to go out and politic with, you know them. And your, your, your subconscious and your mental is telling you, man, the motherfuckers ain't going to fuck with me anyway. I don't make no sense to try to share it to them because they ain't going to fuck with me. So if that's the case, you should go feel more comfortable going outside of your hometown somewhere where you know nobody. So hearing no from people you don't know, you don't feel so bad. Because you're like, well, they don't know me anyway. But it's a number game. The more people you put yourself in front of that you don't know, you never know what y'all have in common, what y'all can talk about, what dialogue y'all can have to get y'all to be like, you know what, you cool as hell. Man, you too. But staying within your comfort zone and your hometown is going to keep you in your same place, unless you're popular. If you're popular, then hey, your hometown is where it's at. But for people who don't do certain things in the city or on social media to be social media famous or in your city famous, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. So knowing that you it's going to be hard because now people are like, well, who that is? Y'all, y'all heard of who this person is. You tell me they got a new song out. They got this out. I don't know, brother. Oh, well, some people, oh, well, you remember, but he was lame back in the day. Like, I hate that response. You know, back in high school, they were lame. Like, they were lame. <sighs> so, we adults now. Who gives a fuck? Whatever that somebody's doing and telling you to share, the ultimate goal is to feed their family. I don't give a fuck if somebody was laying back in the day. Somebody is giving me something and they're trying to get exposure so they can feed their family. And just that in itself, I have to respect that. And give it a listen. Give it a try. But in my opinion, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. If I want to move forward to doing whatever, whatever. But the most, most important thing is, even if I'm not, if I don't like it, if it's not for me, still share it because it, it's other people. Everything is an acquired taste. Just because you don't like it, you don't hold it from somebody else. You may share it to some people. They'd be like, oh, damn. I ain't knew motherfuckers be, you know, that's my cup of tea. You never know who has been looking for that, who may need that. Because you, just because you don't like it, you like, yeah, I ain't fucking with that. You don't want to be associated with it because you don't like it. That's another thing that keeps other people down. Because you're selfish. But you have to really look at the other end of it, you never realize how much you don't share stuff or how you support people until you have something and nobody supports you. Now you wonder, oh, motherfucker just be hating. They don't want to see another person down. But how many times did you take the time when somebody gave you a CD to listen to their CD? How many times when somebody said, hey, go to my website, look at my clothesline, how many times did you even take the time to go and look and see if you like it or not? And if you like it or not, the price, 
Like, ooh, that's too expensive. But the thing about it is, if it said Gucci, you would spend $40 on a T-shirt that just says Gucci across your chest, but you would complain about some Black-owned business owner that print his, his stuff on his shirt, and it says whatever, or she prints whatever on her shirt. And you say, oh, no, nah, I ain't spending $40 for that. But you would go spend $40 for Gucci. Nike got a fucking check. I have dry fits that just has a check on me. Nothing else. Just a fucking check on one side of my chest. And spending about 20, 18, 19, $20 a pop. Maybe even more sometimes. So if I'm going to do that, why the fuck would I complain about because somebody just got their initials printed on, on the chest of their shirt? I ain't spending for that. Why? If I know I'm going to spend that shit on Nike, if you have what I like and which you can maneuver with it on my style, then hell yeah, I don't give a fuck that you're not biggest Gucci or Nike. It makes sense. But we all got to have that mentality with each other, man. That's the only way we going we gonna, we gonna to grow. Let's stop arguing about who's doing this and nah, y'all ain't giving us enough credit on this. Y'all just hating and just find a healthy balance between each other. Because at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, we, we need each other more than we realize it. We're more prone to tell each other yes than we are to go to that other side and they tell us yes. Let's just be honest. There's a criteria for them to let us in. There's a standard for them to let us in. But we feel like all we have to be is us to get in. And if that's the case, all we have to do is just be us for each other to get in, in our groups, our clubs, our cliques. But we need to start getting each other in and working together to iron each other out. So we don't have to worry about somebody wanting to shit somebody, somebody wanting to do somebody wrong, somebody fuck somebody over. We got to start having communication and uncomfortable conversations with each other. We got to. That's the only way we're going to be able to grow. Stop listening. Pay attention to the message. Stop paying attention to the tone. Stop paying attention to the messenger. Pay attention to what the message is saying. Because as soon as we stop listening because of who the messenger is, and what was said within the message to stick us or to rub us the wrong way, we're going to always miss the message. Always. It's easier said than done, but we have to start getting in the practice of checking ourselves. Checking ourselves. Say, you know what? Ooh, boy, I almost, I almost snapped, boy. But you know what? Damn. What that motherfucker said was true. Now, shit, that shit hurt because the truth can always hurt. 
a lie just gonna piss you off. But the truth gonna cut and it's gonna hurt. We realize on certain memes and things like that, you pay attention to the people who share it and what they say about it. When they have to defend it or they have to point a finger to something else, most of the time, it cause it, it hit. It cut. When all you had to do, if it's not you, just keep scrolling. Why do we have to explain when they said, well, niggas do this, 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 or females? Why do we feel the need to have to clear shit up? And have to say, well, that ain't me or that ain't all. Bruh, it is for who? It says it's for. The old folks used to say, a hit dog will holler. But if it ain't for you, read it and be like, yeah, some motherfuckers do. Keep scrolling. Stop letting it trigger you. Stop feeling like you have to respond. You got to give an educated Everything don't need a response. Everything don't. But then when you respond, pay attention to the things that you say because most of the time you put things in there so it could trigger people. It's certain trigger words we put in our responses that we know is going to get the attention of people. So they go away from the message and you wonder why people don't understand or get the message. It's because you intentionally put trigger words within that to get them riled up, to go back and forth, rather than getting your message across. Charleston White is one of those individuals. That man there really is showing us how much we put so much love into the rappers and the rappers are leading our youth and some of the adults through bullshit. A bullshit mindset, a depressing mindset, and so much pressure of wanting to just be rich, successful, famous. You you would RIP and speak so highly of your rappers, your celebrities, but your neighbor down the street that you grew up with or the person that does a lot of community work in the community, it's just a RIP. But we want to defend rappers and celebrities so hard and never fucking met them a day in our life. And that is what that is why he's attacking. He don't really mean fuck the people. It's the character that they betray to us within whatever that they do. When he said fuck Nipsey, it was the character and not him personally. King Vaughn, not the person, but what the industry gave us of King Vaughn because it was toxic. Game banging, shooting, killing, violence. Fuck that. Not the individual, but you so ready to say, because he said, fuck the dead. The dead is the dead. Leave the dead alone. We focus on so much of the dead and don't even worry about the life and the living. But we will keep the dead alive. When you die, it's for a reason. But we will keep the dead alive when, bruh, the expiration date has come. They have expired. Keep memories. 
Keep them within you. Because they ain't coming back. You can love them. You can care about them. You can miss them. But you're so focused on the dead that you ain't even living your life. Let it go. We are so afraid of real life because it's moving so fast. And some people don't know what the fuck they doing, who the fuck they want to be, who they need to be. And life is passing them by. And it's a lot of fear in this world. That's why it's so much back and forth, because some people are not happy within themselves because they're afraid to jump out there. At the end of the day, you got one life to live. Jump out there. If you fail, you fail. Stop worrying about if you fail, how much people are going to talk about how you fail. You can't win. You can't gain without losing. Because the more the most successful people, the more the real grinders and the real successful people are the ones who learn from a loss and how to adjust from that loss and how to bounce back. Those are the real hustlers. Those are the real grinders. Not somebody who wins all the time. Because most people who win all the time, once they get that loss, they don't know how to they don't know how to handle it. But you got to go through a loss. You got to go through failure. So what if people talk about you? Your story will be even more better when you bounce back and get it all back and you in that different position. That's what you got to focus on. How can I not lose again? How can I not put myself back in that position again to stay away from that? We got to learn that. But I appreciate y'all. I love y'all to death. Every every Tuesday, you guys that listen to me. I know it's been a while since you heard me by myself. You know, the game will be back pretty soon. I just want to make sure, you know, I had some time to talk to the people. You didn't hear my voice by myself in a long time. And I just want to thank everybody that, that stay down. And I want you to know that, hey, I am one person that want to see everybody and you guys to win because you take time out of your busy schedule to listen. But the reason why I make stuff like this to listen to so you can still be productive listening to this. I don't never want people to have to stop what they're doing to listen to me. I don't, if you working out, Put this on your ear and work out with it on your way to work. Put this on on your drive to work, your drive coming back from work. Every time you, when you go to the store, hook this up and listen to it. Don't stop your productivity to have to fuck with my, my, my episodes. Because these episodes can go with you anywhere because it is not about taking your attention to make you laugh or to just give you bullshit. It's about feeding your mind, keeping you motivated, keeping you positive, keeping you productive. That's what this is about. Even falling asleep with this on your ears. Because it's always a vibe to where I've had multiple people try it, even me. Falling asleep with this on my ears, listening to my episodes, 
and see how you feel in the morning, you're positive because you fed your mind. When you hear these different episodes in your dreams, you're hearing positivity all the time. So you don't have time to dream about bullshit because we're never talking about negative shit on here. We're always feeding the mind, pushing each other to be better. So you're going to wake up and have that front of mind after you've heard that all night long. Or you had it playing on the loudspeaker on your TV, rather than falling asleep with bullshit on. But I appreciate y'all. And you are with JP in the rabbit hole on the FWM podcast. Fire with me. Told me our love was true I was so dumb, I believed it All the flags was there Girl, I loved you, I swear Blame Monopoly, would you never been fair? I need medication for the disease you gave me Called trust issues Hate that I miss you Empty. My heart was filled with love and now it's empty Out of all of the women